Welcome to the All In Design podcast, the podcast that dives a little deeper into the world of UX. My name is Lindsay and I'm a content designer at Kindred, coming to you from London. We'll be joined by UX professionals from around the world to talk about their experiences, challenges and advice when working in the world of UX. On today's episode, we're joined by Chris Parmenter, Head of Product Design. Chris grew up with a passion for design and studied industrial design at Loughborough University. He didn't start his career within UX though, and after uni had a mix of design and development jobs. However, the opportunity to tackle real-world customer problems while creating delightful experiences persuaded Chris to invest his time in UX. Chris joined Kindred six years ago as a senior UI designer. Having always been a big sports fan, Chris quickly felt at home within the team, working across several brands, markets, and platforms. Fast forward to today, and Chris is now the head of product design. The product design team is a new team brought together with the merging of UX architects and UI designers back in 2021. The aim was to give the team more freedom to work across different parts of the user-centered design process, something we'll delve a little deeper into later on, as well as allowing the team to specialize in areas that are more aligned with their individual goals. With a team of almost 30 designers now, Chris has seen the team almost double in the past year. So what better person to chat with today than Chris? So without further ado, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Yes, it's awesome to, to be here and certainly talk about UX and some of the topics of 2022 and next year. So yeah, thank you, Lindsay. Really excited to be here. So I think it's fair to say 2022 has been a bit of a whirlwind. And as a team, we've seen quite a bit of change and accomplished quite a lot over the last 12 months. Chris, I'd love to hear from you what you think over the past year, what have been some of our biggest achievements as a UX team at Kindred? Absolutely. Whirlwind probably describes it quite well. Um, I know, as you touched on there, there has been a lot of growth in UX more broadly and specifically product design um, this year. I think there's something like 45% of people in the team in youth this year, and the overall growth is around just under 40%. So the team, certainly from a UX point of view, has grown a huge amount and there's been some real successes around getting the right people on board, getting the new kind of UX structure that I'll touch on a little bit in a minute live. And so there's certainly been a lot of positivity there. And it's certainly good to see from my perspective, lots of new people bring fresh energy, new kind of views on how things should be and how we should work and add value to the overall business and the team. So a real positive point around the growth of the team. Another aspect around, I guess, 2022 specifically is realizing our UX vision. So. In 2021, we restructured the team and created a little bit more of a functional difference. And part of that change was around kind of product design coming to light and which used to be your traditionally your UX architects and your UI designers. And we've really built on that this year. So we've got design managers on board now who can help us develop people and spend more time in terms of coaching and individual development. And then we've got principal product designers and they're more focused to your business areas and alignment with the business. And finally, at the end of 2022, it feels as though that we've got the right pieces of the, the jigsaw in place, which has been hugely positive. That kind of, I guess, in some ways links into what we call design communities here at Kindred as well. Talking about what a lot of people would describe as your squads and tribes. We here at Kindred have kind of communities and design teams and those communities um, are aligned to different business areas. So. The principals this year have been working really hard to work with their different business areas and establish processes, build relationships, make sure the business comes to us with we need and not just they want, which has been fantastic. And then, yeah, I think the, the other thing just to highlight is that I touched on already is around the development of the team as well. It's something where before we potentially didn't have the right 
amount of headspace to do. But with design managers on board, we've had a lot of focus this year in terms of training and development plans, looking at people's skills, um, looking at skills matrices, those types of things. And it's enabled the managers and the team to have far more detailed conversations with the designers around what their desires are, where do they want to grow, where do they want to get to in future, where do they see their strengths and their weaknesses. So I think it's been a huge positive on that side of things as well. As you say, a little bit of a whirlwind, obviously not always, always positive, but I think overall there's been so many good things that have happened this year. You mentioned team growth there and I think from my point of view it's been great to see the content design team grow as well into a much more established and embedded team within UX. And I think the way the content designers and product designers are collaborating now has improved a lot over the last year. And I think that is definitely down to these new and more focused communities. How do you think the move to the design community has impacted UX at Kindred? It's a good question. I think overall it's been a huge positive. I know before we moved to this model, designers were potentially getting a little bit more variety in terms of what they're working on. But what we were struggling to achieve is that relationship building with key business stakeholders in each area. So by aligning to kind of the design community model um, to business areas, it enables us to spend more time consistently with either those business owners or kind of the POs in the area. So over time, it helps build trust because one of the main problems that we have and face, and I, I think a lot of other UX teams out there equally face is that people will come to us with solutions and they don't necessarily come to us with problems. So by having more consistency around those relationships and in the longer term building trust, it enables us to kind of educate the wider business and they'll come to us with what we need and not solution-driven requirements. So I think there's been huge positives in that area. And what it's enabled the designers also to do is gain a deeper understanding of each business area because they're more consistently working on specific things. And when you consider the complexity we have here at Kindred with multi-brand, multi-market, multi-product, there's quite a lot of layers of detail in there that the, the designers do need to get to grips with. So I think with this community model we've now got, it allows us to collaborate and work better with the business, which has been really good to see, I think, this year. Yeah, and I think from a content design perspective as well, I was the only content designer at the beginning of the year. So I was working across a lot of different um, business areas. So I think now being in one community where I can definitely focus and understand that business area a lot better is great. And I know other designers feel exactly the same way as well. In terms of growth we've always spoken about the team growing and continuing to grow what were some of the other growth areas for ux this year looking at the kind of community and, and design team model um, we've certainly been growing our communities and our design teams and what we want to do is we want to do that in a way that makes sense from a business perspective depending on kind of what the business is prioritizing what the business strategy is what the demand is in each area it will allow us to scale the teams in a way that makes sense so there's been a lot of focus this year around building our own sports product, which has been fantastic. So for example, we've looked at growing the sports community in a way that's probably slightly more than some of the other communities based on that business demand. By having communities focused on kind of those business areas, it really allows us to grow in the right space and having principal product designers more aligned and engaged with your business owners, it allows us to see what's coming up and where resource should be deployed. It equally allows us to really understand and help define user problems. As I said before, like we've sometimes faced the problem whereby stakeholders come to us with solutions and not problems, and that relationship hasn't been there. So by growing in this way and by aligning with the business in a way that also helps educate the business. So we're not just delivery focused all the time. We're also trying to make it a little bit more two way. 
it allows us to really understand and help define those user problems aligned to business need as well. And as you said, and you touched on already, Lindsay, I think it's great in terms of the product and the content designers collaborating really closely within the design communities and the team. And I think specifically this year, like the growth in content design and I know we've, I think we've got a couple more content designers joining in the new year, um, which, which is fantastic. And I know they'll help build out the other communities from a content point of view as well. It has been great. So that's also awesome. And from your perspective, you obviously mentioned a few positives there for the team. Are there any challenges that focusing on these areas will bring? Yes. So yeah, challenges. There's always challenges. I guess overall UX visibility and resource to deliver against our kind of top company objectives will be far greater. It's obviously growing the team in the right way has allowed us to hopefully support the, and underpin those top company objectives. But equally, Kindred is ambitious. There's a lot going on. There's certainly a lot of growth in terms of what we want to do from a business strategy point of view with our kind of desire to move over to 0% revenue from problem gambling. We're trying to create a sustainable gambling experience for all markets. So that in itself is quite complex. And considering that the growth that we've had in the US in the last kind of few years as well comes with its challenges. We also within UX are constantly maturing. I know a lot of people in the wider industry talk about UX maturity and where each team is at in terms of that maturity and putting the customer at the heart of what we do and making sure that we educate the wider business on the importance of our process because there's been instances where people will come to us and they'll suggest how we should be doing things and ultimately from a UX point of view we need to really understand the user problems the business goals and put those two things together and work through the right process instead of the age-old traditional can you guys just color this in or you know spec this design out for us we, we really want to make sure that our design work is centered on data and insight as opposed to opinion-based ways of working so i think every business probably has that challenge but it's something that we're really keen and passionate around and something that within the ux team we want to make sure that we protect our process so each design team and community has the opportunity to really go through that initial understand phase and so they can understand what the problem is who their stakeholders are what data do we have available and then try and form the right insight. So the design, or when we get to the concepting stage, it goes through the right process and it's, you know, informed decisions that are happening as opposed to more opinion driven ones. So you just mentioned briefly that process. Another area of focus this year has been introducing this new user-centered design process or the UCD process for short. Can you tell us in a bit more detail what this user-centered design process is, how it came about and what it's meant for the UX team this year? Absolutely. It's, I guess a user-centered design process is not specifically new in a lot of ways. And we were working to a, a triple diamond model previously, which was good in its own right. But with the, the UX changes we made last year and wider business changes, we saw the need to reestablish the process and make sure that the UX team is going through a proper user-centered design approach. There's an opportunity this year to put a, a stake in the ground and actually reestablish it. And I think especially with a lot of growth in the team and a lot of new faces, it was important to do it collectively. So when we kind of went through the, the process of looking at the process and creating a new process, it was very much inclusive of the team. So getting the team involved, understanding kind of what worked about what we had before, what didn't work, what did we struggle with? We also looked at what other frameworks and kind of ways of working were out there as well. So it was really about gathering input from all levels and kind of peers within UX and coming to something that we've collectively felt works otherwise it's really difficult i think for the team to buy into to the kind of wider process as well one of the key aspects of it 
and how we broke it down and we, we talk about UCD, user-centered design, that initial stage of the process in terms of establishing the data and the insight and making sure that when we're going through the design process, we are basing the design on something that's more informed. So what we wanted to make sure is that the, the design teams and the communities are leveraging the data that we have available and working with the different insight teams that we have within the business to make sure that it's all pulled together. The problem is shared across the working group and we, we take it from there. I guess a few other points in, in terms of the process as well. Process in some ways is quite a, a boring word. I'd, some people might not specifically like them, but it does help give the team a structure to work within. And it does help convey certain expectations on how we should operate as a UX team to ensure we are going through a customer-centric approach because there are, as I said before, you know, there is sometimes pressure on us to work in a certain way that's potentially quite time-constrained. But what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're going through a customer-centric approach and make sure that we come to the right outcome because it's easy to come to an outcome, but is it the right one from a customer point of view? Does it meet the right business requirements? And, and the last aspect really to this is around showing the value of our process as well. Why is it there? Why are certain aspects of it really important? Why do we kind of need to make sure that we grow through the exercise of user testing and, and learn from our customers in terms of what works, what doesn't work to help guide the right solutions. I think we as a UX team, especially next year, need to help, I guess, our, our business stakeholders understand the value of it. So there's a wider education piece there, I think, in future, whereby the team really needs to kind of help us sell the value of it as well. Yeah, I think it's great that as designers now, we have more autonomy over the understand part of the process. We're all placing a lot more emphasis on asking questions and gathering data and insights before getting stuck into a project. Before, we relied a lot on the user researchers to do the user testing, but since having this process in place, we've all allowed more time and space to, to test so we can make a real difference to the user experience, which is always a good thing. It wouldn't be a 2022 look back if we didn't talk about trends. Are there any trends that you've seen in UX that are having an impact on life at Kindred? Trends. Um, that's an interesting one. I know, personally speaking, I think a lot of the challenges that we face at Kindred, probably challenges that other UX teams are facing more broadly from a global point of view as well. And I know, I think sometimes there's a feeling in the team that we need to grow our UX maturity and make sure we're going through the user-centered design processes. Sometimes I think there can be a feeling from UX professionals that where companies say that UX is at the heart of what they do, is it really? So I think there is something there around continuing to push UX as a discipline and the value that it can bring. So I think a lot of teams face similar challenges. And I know here at Kindred now, we, we certainly haven't got a small UX team and we're a key part of the tech setup here. Kindred values UX hugely, um, certainly shown in the growth that we've had this year and the desire to create more autonomy within the business. So I think there is something there around the overall user-centered design process and really pushing that forward into the business and making sure that we're using data to inform decisions. And I don't think we're alone in that challenge, but I think that there is a common trend there around those certain challenges. The other aspect to it, I think from my, from a personal point of view is around, I guess, product design, heading up the product design team here at Kindred has given me insight more broadly into the, the design process. So. We used to have UX architects and UI designers in the team, and we brought those two functions together and created product design. So that kind of, I guess in some ways does follow the wider industry in terms of where we're moving and how designers are now, I guess, working a little bit more broadly across the user-centered design process. So for us, that enabled us to break down some of the walls in terms of collaboration and have less of a waterfall process when we're talking about design teams and design teams working collaboratively, it's like fully across the process in, in terms of 
ways of working. Whereas before we probably were a little bit more waterfall. So I think having product design, having product designers in the team who can specialize in different parts of the process, but equally can work a little bit more broadly has been a really positive thing. And, and that was something that was definitely influenced from what was going on in the wider industry, what other companies were doing. And there's been a real positive, I think, this year and reduced some of the frustration in terms of people being too boxed into certain parts of the process. So I think that's been really positive. And talking about specialisms, I think another big trend right now is the growing importance of content design as a craft of its own. I think previously it's been seen as an additional skill that maybe a product designer may or may not have. And now dedicated UX writers and content designers are being hired into product teams. And that's definitely true at Kindred. It's great to see that product teams and tech companies are hiring content designers because now they see the real value that they can bring to a product team. Earlier this year, LinkedIn actually named content designer as one of the most in-demand jobs of 2022, which is great to see. So it's clear that 2022 has been an important year for UX at Kindred. There's been a lot of change and investment in team growth. So let's now look forward to 2023, which is now just around the corner. Where do you see opportunities for UX at Kindred next year? I think, so as we touched on already, there's been a lot of growth here in 2022. So I think next year will be around settling more and making sure that we're leveraging all the skills and the experience of the team because Certainly when a lot of people join a company, it can be complex in terms of making sure that either certain processes or ways of working that were potentially established before get a little bit lost. So I think in some ways next year will be around trying to bring the UX team together, trying to all push in the same direction, because certainly within this kind of communities design team models, it's really, really positive having those, I guess, that alignment with the wider business areas, but equally Sometimes the, the different teams can go off in their own directions and not collaborate as effectively across the different community. I think there is a need there to, for us to look at how UX works as a whole and make sure that we've got the right touch points in place. So the communities are getting the best of each other and also the communities are leveraging the wider UX functions in the right way. We've got a dedicated research team. We've got a service design team, and we've also got a recently created design ops team as well. So there's loads of supporting functions that can offer huge value to our design communities and design teams. And I think 2023 will be around delivering on that and making sure that there's connections between the teams and how UX works and making sure we're getting the best from one another. So I think that will be one of the key focuses. Certainly relationships, I know I've mentioned before, the, the, I guess the, the importance of building trust with our business stakeholders and, and tech-based counterparts. So I think that will be a continued focus, uh, making sure that we are working with them. We're trying to educate them in terms of what we need from them. So when it comes to that initial phase of the process that we've been talking about, we do inform it with the right input. So I, th I think that will be another one. And then lastly, I think I touched on it before, but showing the value of our user-centered design process. I think once we can really get that in front of people, get people to see the value in terms of looking at all the data that we've got, looking at the insights that we've created from that data, and then making sure that we're testing our designs we can get people to see the value in making more kind of informed design decisions as well. So it's just showing the value of our process and, and, and really building on that, I think, for next year. Yeah, I think showing the value is definitely the key point there. And in the last episode, Ash 
really delve deep into why UX is important and why businesses should care. It's now, I guess, our job to prove that. So these opportunities you just mentioned, how do they align with some of the goals that we want to set for the UX team next year? There has been a lot of change here at Kindred in the last 12 to 24 months. And we need to, a little bit of a reset, I think, in, in some of those aspects. In addition, there's a need to improve standards and examples and documentation across the team. So I think one of the goals next year will be around creating and aligning teams to different standards across the team in terms of the overall work that we produce, governance around it, and making sure that kind of the different communities are aligned. We also, one of the other aspects as well, when we talk about the user-centered design process is making sure that we don't rest on our laurels a bit, but we actually look at how that is working within the business and get feedback from the teams and look at what's working and what's not working and try to develop it in a way that makes sense. Because when we created the process, we decided to make it quite lightweight and that was quite deliberate because we didn't want people to get too bogged down by the process and we wanted to have flexibility for design teams. So I think there will be a goal there around looking at the process and how we can develop it, how we can make sure it's fit for purpose and the design kind of the designers and the team are, are aligned around it as well. You mentioned there improving standards. Does accessibility fall into that as well? Absolutely. I know accessibility is very much a huge topic and there's very, I guess there's different angles to accessibility and something in the team, not that it's got lost, I think, but just something that we really need to shine a light on next year is around making our experiences accessible for all customers. And it's something that's coming up in, in terms of conversations with the wider business as well. So I think that kind of falls into that bucket and uh, absolutely. Um, and I think it's something that Certainly we as a team, I know to date we've been looking at the WCAG model and kind of AA compliance or AAA compliance. We really need to put a stake in the ground and get our design teams aligned around what is accessible and what isn't accessible. And certainly outside of UX as well, like the wider kind of development teams and tech stakeholders. And I think there will be a focus on that next year for sure. I think it's fair to say as a team, we aren't afraid of change. And as a discipline, we, we have to always be agile. As mentioned in 2021, we saw architects and UI designers become product designers. This year, we saw the introduction of UX teams such as design ops and service design. What do you think will be some of the biggest changes in 2023 and, and how will these changes impact the UX team? Good question. I think from my perspective, I think 2023 will certainly be, as I mentioned, less around growth and more around refinement. We have had a fair amount of change here in the last 12 to 24 months. So I think 2023 for UX will be around the functions coming together more and supporting one another and showing the shared values that they can bring to the team and the business as well. And what we really want to do is break down some of the walls within UX and make sure that we're getting the best from one another. And that's not easy to do. That's, that's something that we need to establish in terms of what are the different touch points between the teams. I know, for example, Lindsay, you talked about now product designers and content designers really collaborating well within design communities. 2023, I think it's the next step of that. How will those design teams that do include kind of product and content designers, how do they collaborate with service designers or kind of design ops and get what they need from design ops? Or indeed, obviously, our UX research team as well. How do we make sure that our design solutions are fed with the right kind of insights? So I think next year will be There'll be hopefully less change in the team, but it'll be, as I said, more about refinement and more about the functions coming together and really supporting one another in terms of what it is the business is asking us to do. 
I think it's great that you said that last point there, because as a content design team, we're already starting to work closely with service designers. We're meeting on a regular basis so we can start to, as a group, understand what all of our user journeys look like, because there are a lot of them. (laughs) And this insight will allow us to create things like tone of voice guidelines for specific journeys and really understand how our users use our sites so we can provide the right content at the right time. So finally, I would love to hear from you, Chris. What are you personally most looking forward to about 2023 at Kindred? Absolutely. So 2023, for me personally, I think will be around relationships and team culture. Um, I mean, we haven't actually touched on team culture too much, but it's something that we're really passionate about here at Kindred and we want to create positive working environment. We want people to collaborate closely with one another and without those kind of close relationships then I don't necessarily think that can specifically be achieved so I think relationships and culture will be a huge focus it's obviously very exciting this year having a number of new faces in the team and and the energy that those people bring what we want to do is we want to harness that and build on that and make sure that people do come together and we are using you know the different skills and kind of experience we have in the team So I think that's one aspect of it. I think the other aspect of it is around building out the problem space. So understanding more about what our customer and business needs are. I'll put it in that order because I think that's the most important thing from a UX point of view. We obviously need to consider what the business needs are, um, of course, and the business requirements. But where we probably need to grow a little bit is around our customer needs and building out those that space a little bit. If we can crack this, I think from a team perspective, I think we're in a really good place going forward. So yeah, I think those two things are probably the, the main takeaways for me, but I'm super excited that the, the structure has now come about, it's established, we've got the, the right people in the right places. And now it's about trying to gel and trying to get everyone kind of pulling in the same direction for 2023. I'm glad you said team culture there, because I think we do have something special here at Kindred and exciting to see new people joining the team from all walks of life bringing something new and exciting to the table so looking forward to that continuing next year and i think that's probably a good place to end thanks for joining me chris and here's to an even better 2023 absolutely yeah looking forward to it and thanks for having me today Lindsay. on the next episode i'll be chatting with product designer julia fiori we started our kindred ux journey together and we'll be talking about why at 30 something we decided to switch things up and enter the world of UX. We'll share our fears of leaving an established career, the excitement of learning something new, and tips on how to actually make the move into UX. If you've been considering a career in UX, or you just want to learn more, join us next time on the All in Design podcast. See you there.